Home Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Rohan, and with me today I have Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. So, Phil, um, I guess this is episode 24. Um, yeah. There's some interesting big news, too. Uh, I mean, getting right into it, uh, the Google Home Scale is running live now. Yeah, so the Amazon Echo Skill, which... Uh, Carlos came on to launch Home Assistant Live with a couple of episodes back. Um, the home, Google Home version is now live and people can now start activating it. No beta required. It's just go ahead and try it out. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I haven't, I, I honestly, I, I knew it was coming out. I saw it on uh, on Twitter and such, but I didn't, I didn't actually, um, I didn't actually look at the release. So is there anything special that people need to do? Just uh, to be honest, I don't have a Google Home, so I'm not sure. Uh, what's involved yeah i don't I, either all, yeah but yeah, yeah um, i'm on the amazon system but it's not like a, a hack uh you know as previously you know we'd have to install like custom components or you know anything third party it's now uh integrated into home assistant so um probably with the latest version of home assistant when you uh, the same thing when you want to hook up the amazon echo you'll just sign up to a home assistant cloud account and then you should be able to link your google home with that Amazon Cloud account as well, similar to what you would do with the Amazon Echo. And yeah. then you can yeah, just join that skill and Yeah, it's awesome. Go. Yeah, it's I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at the at the no, notes right now and it's just saying basically it's just enable the home assistant cloud and install the skill. Wow, yeah. that's that's really easy. That's, easy. Right? that's uh to me that's worth five bucks. Um Yeah, definitely. To for the cloud uh license. So on that note though, the the beta for the cloud has been extended to June first. Ah, so, interesting. Yeah, I, I actually just caught that. It was on the uh, it was on the same uh, blog post as uh, Google ah, Assistant. Uh, that's interesting. Launch, so. Okay, yeah, didn't, didn't catch that one. Good, good catch there. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if for for those of you that haven't tried it yet, uh, and and either have a uh, Google uh, Google Home or or an Amazon Echo device, give it a shot. Yeah, it's so uh, got, I'm, yeah that gives like a month free to try it out, and if it doesn't work, then uninstall it and find another way to do it i guess yeah exactly and 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 as far as i know the other ways uh the older ways still work so yes yeah similar if, to the uh, way um when the amazon um alexa skill came out the previous ways you know you don't you're not required to use home assistant cloud so if you want to use your own alternative you want to run your own you know smart home skill then that's perfectly possible home assistant is flexible enough and it's not going to lock you out of doing that yeah, exactly. And and I mean as as always it's the the Home Assistant Cloud will be a paid service down the road once it's out of beta. Um but it's it's pretty minimal. Um I think it was 5 bucks a month uh US yeah. and uh and you know it it for me that's worth the convenience, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah. rather than having to deal with stuff. So all right, and All right. so that also gives us zero point six eight, I believe. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, there's quite a bit of uh, there's quite a bit of stuff, but there's there's not uh, there's not a ton as usual, but there is a lot of other uh, other changes too. So here, I'll let you kick it off. All right. So uh, I knew you'd give me this one. So UFI bulbs and switches. I yep. hope that's how it's pronounced. Um, that's you know looks like some more smart lights and smart switches have been added in. So that's a good addition to have yeah exactly um and that's a pretty well the platform itself i believe um, is new to new to home assistant but it's a pretty yeah. big uh it's a they're, they're a big enough ecosystem i believe um i do 
do know one person that's using it, so I've heard of it. So that's that's <laughs> it's it's that that's interesting. That, so. That's a good sign. Yeah. Well, do they yeah. have uh, like a bigger ecosystem like sensors as well that they'll that could potentially be seen in Home Assistant in the future? Um, I think so. Again, I don't I don't know a ton about the ecosystem, but it, just from looking at it, I um, mean, you know, on 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 the Home Assistant components page, it's lights and switches. Yep. Um, but I think they're more around a hub. So, um, and they do have vacuum cleaners. They have security cameras. Oh, wow. um, I've, I've actually looked at their vacuum cleaners in the past, and I, I for me personally, I settled on a Roomba. Um, but their their vacuum cleaners are quite a bit uh, quite a bit uh, cheaper than a than a Roomba. But uh, so I mean, it's it's I I don't know how they work, but. Yeah, I have heard. Uh, I have heard that. Wow, I'm just looking on their website. They funded a million dollars in three days on Kickstarter for their security camera. Oh, that's, wow, that's awesome! Yeah, good for them. Um, but yeah, they do have light switches. Uh, looks like they have smart plugs and stuff as well. So uh, and and cool. they they have they seem to have their own. Um, that well, it's it's basically uh, an echo like device, right? Where you can. Uh, call out her name and and say hey how's the weather today or or whatever right to uh to she should she who shall not be named <laughs> no no it, it it's it's actually it's actually echo enabled oh um, okay that's awesome I'm, I'm trying really hard not to say her name right now yeah <laughs> yeah i know it's really hard it's uh but it's it's enabled for that thing uh okay <laughs> Uh, another new platform, which is, uh, which is, I'm, I'm just looking at the show notes, and and I guess you put this comment on there, but I completely agree. Uh, it's the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Sensor. Um, that is really random. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll have like a, a most random new component award every episode. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so so far, to whoever wrote this, you're winning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, as far as I can see, it, it just you put in a case number and you can see the status of your immigration like application. Or, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So so what, from what it sounds like, if you've applied for. Uh, for I guess immigration or, or or customs or whatever for in the U.S. Um, and and I guess they give you an incident ID or a case number and basically you can start triggering things on it. So hey, you know, light went green uh, because your citizenship hopefully got awarded or something. Like that. <laughs> right? Green light um, for a green card. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. But I guess I guess it doesn't necessarily say whether you got it or you didn't. It just has a mm. case number, but it's it's just saying it gets. It allows you to get updates on your case based on the on the number. So, I'm not quite sure um, what that actually provides. I'm guessing just whatever the latest text based update is on the website. But, um, but yeah. So hopefully that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's that, interesting that, to see yeah, people how like they go. Oh, I could just add that as my you know to home assistant. There's more information being added in like. Who would have thought to add that in? But someone did, and that's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's again, it's extending the system. You know what? If if at least one person finds this useful, then hey, it's worth it, right? Exactly. Uh, what have we got? The Blackbird Media Player component uh, has yeah. also been added in. Yeah, I've heard of Blackbird. Uh, exactly. I was I was looking at that too, and I was like, huh, okay. I always say the Home Assistant component page is my shopping list. Like if I, but before I want to buy anything, I just look on that component page to make sure it integrates first. And because chances are there's going to be things that I haven't heard of being on there. Yeah. 
Well, so I'm just I'm just looking at it right now. So it looks like it's a it's a matrix switch that you can you can buy from Monoprice or built by Monoprice. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I that's actually cool. I didn't know Monoprice made this, so I may actually <laughs> I may actually have a use for this. <laughs> oh, it's two thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lo- lost me at the price. Uh, but y- you know what? For what it is, the price actually doesn't seem terrible. But I just don't have two grand to blow. So <laughs> yeah, Guess, I- I'm gonna skip that one. But um, if you've got one, awesome. Um, I would like one too. <laughs> and then uh, there's a, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, basically, the the last one that we want to talk about is a quick switch binary sensor. Um, so uh, quick switch. Uh, makes sensors um i'm not sure where exactly they sell um but essentially they they build wireless sensors that uh that integrate with your smart home um and can now be used on home assistant that's awesome yeah um also there was uh that was i mean there's a few other a couple of other new platforms there wasn't like i said there wasn't a ton but there's a whole bunch of home kit updates yeah, HomeKit has, uh, I think in the last few releases, HomeKit has just been going really strong. There's been a big push to get proper HomeKit support in Home Assistant now. And I think uh, this version of Home Assistant is going to, you know, if you're looking to use HomeKit, then this is the version that you're going to want to upgrade to. Yeah, um, which is which is great. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, I think now you can so actually control uh, lights and switches. I think previously you might not have been able to control them, but now... If you are a HomeKit user, yeah. you can actually uh, use Home Assistant con- to control them, which is great. Yeah, and and then binary sensors, device trackers. Um, what else? Locks. Locks. Well. I mean, light sensors as well. Garage yeah. doors. Oh yes, garage. I've, I've, I've actually been waiting for that one. <laughs> oh really? Because yeah. you, you have an iPhone, right? I have an iPhone, but I do. I do. So the thing is, I I use my. Echo right now. So my I have a Chamberlain MyQ garage door that's tied into Home Assistant. Yep. Um, but the problem is uh, when I when I try and use my voice assistant, uh, basically, uh, so so first of all with with the integration, it comes in as a switch. So I have to say turn off the garage door or turn on the garage door, right? Which is just uh, kind of course, uh, yeah. not not necessarily. Uh, intuitive, but yeah. uh, but at the same time with HomeKit, that hopefully that it's a little more intuitive than that. So, but but uh, yeah, and 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 it doesn't always work uh, on my on my uh, uh, yeah. yeah exactly. Just trying to think of think of not the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and it looks say. like it does uh, basic covers too. So. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc because i know the um 
um, the Amazon Echo has restrictions on the word open, I believe. So you can't, it's like either open or close. One of those words is restricted. So if you want to open and close a garage door, you can only do it one way. You can't do it the other. Yeah. So, so I never understood that because I, I thought there was a, again, I need to look into this, but I thought that, I thought that open and close was possible because a lot of people say open the light or close the light instead of turn on or turn off the light. Yes, right? yeah, I like the same too. But, in um, their slang. Yeah, because I looked at um, uh, the docs for the Amazon Cloud uh, component mm. in Home Assistant, and there is a, a warning that um, at the moment, you know, uh, Home Assistant is saying, you know, we support open and close, but uh, Amazon do have it restricted, so it's untested at this stage. Maybe, yeah, or or it might be because it's a it's a hub, and that way because people keep it unrestricted, uh, yes. right? Because you can add yeah. whatever, and and one of the things I realized is you can make uh, any of your components look like, you know, whatever. You can make it look like a sensor, or you yeah. can make it look like yep. a like a switch, right? Even if even if, like I can make a motion sensor look like a switch, or, or something like that, right? So I think because of that, there was a bit of. Uh, there might be a bit more restriction on, on that kind of stuff. All right. And we have some breaking changes as well. Um, if you're using the MaxiCube LAN gateway, which is a climate gateway, you will have to update your configuration just because there are some slight changes to support those multiple gateways on one of your networks as well. That's interesting. Okay. Like I was reading that and I was like, is it Maxi? Is it, do I yell Max? Um Oh, yeah, actually, I thought uh, Maxi is actually an exclamation mark. Yeah, it's an exclamation mark, so that's interesting. Max Cube, sorry. I I guess we got to yell Max, but it's all capitalized. It is, (laughs) and an exclamation point. Yeah, I'm I'm in a hotel room right now, so I'm not going to try and and, uh, say how it's supposed (laughs) to be pronounced, get everybody else uh, angry at me. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's another uh, e-box requirement where uh, if you want to use that sensor, you have to manually install the dependency. So I guess that was uh, I guess it's just another breaking change that uh, you kind of have to, yeah, to so work around. Yeah, so if you have yeah, Ebox uh, enabled and you upgrade, and you're wondering why yeah. it's not there Though, anymore, you, yeah. On a more positive note, Lutron works again, so that was nice. Ah, um, oh, awesome! Yeah, it was. Um, all of a sudden, uh, my my girlfriend decided, you know, hey, I want to turn off the lights. I want to turn on the lights. Whatever. She starts, you know, yelling at my Echo, going. Okay, this isn't working, and then naturally she starts coming and yelling at me, uh, going, of course, "All your yeah. stuff is broken. Fix it." I was like, oh, <laughs> "Okay." And then I looked into it, and uh, somebody, uh, I guess it was a few, few users noticed uh, noticed this, where it was it basically stopped working. So I guess they uh, Lutron actually pushed down an update that uh, that uh, that maybe broke it or something like that, and then they needed to change the uh, PyLutron library. It sounded like. Um, oh. and, and I may have this way wrong. So, uh, if, if any of the people that actually fixed this are listening, I'm sorry if I butchered that. Um, so did you have to upgrade Home Assistant for the Lutron controller to start working again? Yeah. So, so yeah, because it, they actually have to update one of the dependencies from what I understand. So I just, the right. next update that I did, it just pop showed up again. So that was nice. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, and and I although it's like a cat and mouse game, isn't it? Like yeah, well it, it, it's yeah it's 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 a little annoying like that uh, that Lutron I guess uh, and and again and Lutron I apologize if this wasn't you um, but uh, from what I understand because they pushed out an update it broke a bunch of stuff so and and but this is the second time that's happened right so the first time they they changed some certificates or something and that took a while that's to figure right. out this time was a lot quicker. 
Um, and, and a huge thank you per- personally from me because I am on the Lutron ecosystem. So a huge thank you to uh, to those that helped fix it. So that's uh, that was very nice to, to see again. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, there's also now an option to ignore availability in the Google Calendar events. So uh, that's a... I really like the calendar integration. I haven't used it yet, but I do like how um, advanced that calendar integration is getting. Yeah, I, I agree. One of the things I'd love to see is if I can centralize even that for my for my uh, Echo, right? To say, hey, what's going on today? And uh, mm. and my Echo basically just spits out saying, hey, this is you know you also have so and so and so, but that but that also that comes from via Home Assistant, not necessarily native integration with uh, with uh, the Echo. With the Google, yeah, because I think you can only link one calendar from the Echo. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, well, is that, I thought they lifted that requirement. But in, in, in either case, I'm just not a huge fan of putting my username and password or whatever in yeah. another cloud service. Um, yeah. I'd rather, I, you know what, at least if if it's in my home assistant configuration or, or wherever it's getting pulled from, I at least the data exactly. I can secure it myself, and I could. And and you know what? If at that point, if if it still gets broken into or anything like that, then that then that's on me, right? So so I I would love to see um, if if anyone's got that working. I mean, hey, ping me on the dic- uh, Discord, and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, there's also some support for Smappy water sensors. Yeah, what? I've, I've never. This is another one I've never heard of. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of Smappy. I think didn't we talk about it in uh, like one of the previous episodes? It just came out like um, like as a new component, but now they've added in the water sensors as well. Oh, I think we did actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at their website. Their their UI is really like, nice. Oh, we've never. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's a comment you made on the on our Slack. You're like, oh, the UI is nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, there's there's also uh, Cody Discovery now, so that's kind of cool. Um, where we ought to discover Cody. So fantastic. Yeah, I, I always thought um, Cody wouldn't have Discovery because you know Plex obviously being a fork <laughs> of Cody and all that had Discovery, but. No, now that Cody's got Discovery, that's great. It, it's funny because, to, to your point, I, I never actually realized that Cody didn't have Discovery. <laughs> um, again, personally, I use <laughs> Plex, so it, it's I'm a little yeah, removed exactly. from that ecosystem. But, uh, but no, it's great to see that. Um, and I do love templates. And now there are some uh, new math functions that have been added in. So if there's any trigonometry people out there that want to use the sin, cos, and tan for... Uh, calculating numbers and angles and stuff, you now have those math functions available uh, in templates as well, which is awesome. That's that's interesting. Um, that's actually, actually kind of cool. I'm sure somebody has some kind of use case where they need it. So that's it's actually yeah. really neat. Um, the other thing is um, you can broadcast Facebook messages to any user. Um, who has messaged you, though? And uh, yes. I, I guess you need a chatbot for that from from what it sounds like. So, yeah, so um, we have a, at, at my house, um, my fiance and I have a uh, chatbot that messages us, you know, alerts about the house, you know, uh, oh. when download is completed or, you know, if the entry door has been opened and no one's home, then, you know, you might want to look into that. Um, but previously, what you'd have to do to message someone through your chatbot on Facebook, you would have to use um, their mobile number and um, or get their um, Facebook ID. Right. Um, which can be... Now, when you're developing a Facebook app, it can be... Um, 
you know, especially with home assistant, it can be a real um, tricky bit to either find that user's ID or you have to keep your skill um, in development mode and then add developers to your chatbot so you can get access to their mobile number. And it can be a bit tricky. But now, as soon as someone finds your chatbot on the Facebook Messenger platform, um, once they've messaged it, it will send, you know, an authentication to your chatbot to say, you know, yep, this person's now a user of your chatbot, blah, blah, blah. And now this Facebook broadcast component allows you to message anyone that's ever messaged your chatbot on Facebook. So I can, I can reply back in all caps going, get off my chatbot. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 interesting, actually. I, I, honestly, I didn't even know that was that that was a feature so that's that's very cool yeah i I know because i've been using the um messenger platform uh with home assistant for quite a time and i didn't realize there was a a broadcast feature either it will be interesting i know um with the uh, recent facebook privacy scandals facebook have been making and instagram as well a lot of changes uh to their api yeah sort of lock down things so it'll be interesting to see uh if this broadcast feature stays around um for for a while yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because I didn't even realize that uh, that that Facebook did bots until until not that long ago. I guess I guess I'm just out of touch. But uh, yeah, so do you remember? Um, I believe it's uh, Wit.ai, which is the mm-hmm. um, yeah that that's owned by Facebook. They Facebook actually bought that out. To I think add, I did to, know as that part actually. Of their, yeah, yeah, as part of their artificial intelligence, you know, learning algorithms, they. They bought that out, and now it's easy to. That's the preferred way to create a Facebook chat app is through Wit.ai. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because so, so the way I learned that this was a thing is uh, I, I followed a new, uh, like, just somebody I found on YouTube uh, who like does like like a like a chef kind of guy, right? Who does like you know uh, recipes and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, right, this guy does some you know pretty interesting stuff. It's you know cooks for kind of exactly kind of how I want, right? Like really good yeah. food and and you know, inexpensive, whatever. So I'm like, all right, let me follow this guy. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you can message me and, you know, like repl- say like chicken and he'll get chicken recipes and like, like stuff like that, like the, or, or I guess not he will, but the bot will go get chicken recipes for will, you yeah. and stuff. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And like, 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 I, 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 like just being in the line of work I and that I'm in, I've, I've seen a lot of bots and stuff uh, for, for people doing a lot of different things. Um, I actually use a couple at work all the time, but, um, but I I didn't realize Facebook uh, Facebook actually integrated that in with their messenger platform until until I ran into that and I was like wow that's that's neat yeah because the other one uh, dialogue flow which used to be our API AI yeah um that one also has like you know um I think that one's owned by Google yes that has API integrations with Google. Slack and you know tele- Telegram and Facebook Messenger even um you can even create um so you do all your like sequences and all that in dialogue flow and then you can export it for the amazon echo as well and create an, um, an amazon echo skill as well yeah yeah exactly and 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 again people people actually do some really cool things with uh with uh messenger bots um or chat bots or whatever you want to call them but yeah there's some there's yeah. some we we so at work somebody actually developed uh a bot to find uh to find open meeting rooms and you can just say like hey whatever the name of the room is and um Let's say it's called like Room Twelve West or something. You say, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking for a room for ten people, uh, and it'll actually go through and say, Hey, Room Twelve West is open. Room, you know, Ten East is open. Whatever, right? Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it actually scrubs through through. Uh, for us, we were on Exchange. It'll actually scrub through Exchange and find the 
find the resource. I'm like, that's kind of, that's super cool, right? And it's just like a chat thing, right? And it's yeah. So, but yeah. Um, and what have we got now? Oh, yes. Uh, um, if you use text to speech through Home Assistant, you know the Google text to speech or Amazon Polly. Um, there is now the ability for the Home Assistant API to return the URL to the generated MP3 file. So, um, for example, I have my morning routine, which creates an announcement um, over my Sonos speakers, you know, telling me the traffic time and weather today. What will happen mm-hmm. is it will go out to Google, it will generate an MP3 file, and then it will just push that through to my Sonos speakers. That's very now cool. Now you have the ability, yeah, now you have the ability to um, grab that MP3 file instead of having it, you know, home system push it somewhere. You can just grab that MP3 file, the URL to it. And then I assume, you know, you can do whatever you want with that. You know, if you want to play it through, you know, somewhere else, you want to push it out as a message somewhere, you have, now have that capability. Right, right. That's very neat, actually. I think this might be useful if uh, people are using Node-RED as well. They might be able to just grab that URL and then do something in Node-RED with that, you know, MP3 file, push it out somewhere else. Yeah, well, and, and with an MP3, it's, again, it's just so much more portable, to your point, right? So, you know, you can yeah. start playing it on, whether it's Chromecast or or you know whatever like you said sonos for example or you you can email it you can send maybe if you're doing some kind of uh actually yeah email is a good good point yeah well even if you're doing any kind of uh sms integration or anything like that you can always you know send a send a voice message like thing um or or a link to the you know a link to that uh that file and you know now hey great i got this text message that says play this and then go for it kind of thing yeah so yeah, and then so the last note, I I guess you put this in, and I what what's with this? So Home Assistant to drop so, to zero soon? So I uh, I was reading uh, stalking the Home Assistant subreddit, and uh, I remember uh, if you go back to uh, the previous episode with Polis um, talking um, about Ubiquity and how they're currently working on multiple user support. Yeah, and so uh, I've seen a pull request from Polis um, starting the groundwork for multiple user support in Home Assistant. So people that are excited about that and have been asking for that for a while, you know, it's coming, it's on it, it, it is being actively worked on. Yeah. And on uh, Reddit, someone uh, was talking about, you know, how stable Home Assistant has been since the new release cycle with the, the beta a week before the release. And uh, Polis just uh, off the off, off the cuff just said, cool, I'm glad you're, you know, liking it. Um, we'll probably drop the zero uh, from our version numbers when... Uh, we release multiple user support. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that is very cool. That's uh, that's that's a big deal, right? That's that's like that's like it's almost as big as like well, okay, it's maybe not almost as big as I guess it doesn't affect as many people. But when Google comes out of beta on like Gmail or something, yeah, <laughs> right? like yeah, after like what this is like, it? It's like years. yeah, we're saying you know what we're 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 comfortable with the features that we have. Where this is you know what we're happy with. We're no longer calling ourselves a a beta product anymore yeah and 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 again the stability of the platform also kind of uh yeah leads to that right so with like i guess whoever mentioned with the with the staggering of the rc releases and the the, the normal releases um that definitely does and then I, I do agree with that it does it does tend to flush out a lot of bugs so i think uh, i think that's all we had this week um short and sweet hopefully and uh short and sweet yeah yeah did you have anything else phil no that's it from me Perfect. That's it for me as well. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, if you've got any questions or if you want to reach out to us in any way, feedback at haspodcast.io. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.